Time for us to cross over straight into our consumer talk uh, for today. Of course, uh, Wendy Knowles is talking all things Nolan Knowles consumer talks. Uh, Wendy, what is on the plate this afternoon? Okay, we're talking about service providers who don't do what they're supposed to do. So you pay your money mm-hmm. and you don't get, you either don't get the goods at all or you get goods that were different from what you ordered or you went paid for or you get them weeks or months later than um when you know than they told you especially if you order goods to be made so the consumer goods and services ombud had a very busy start to 2019 they told us yesterday their complaint to the first quarter of the year was spiked by 47 percent sure. compared with the first quarter of last year um and they said topping their list of 1495 complaints they got january to april was what the office terms quality of services rendered issues so, in that um, press release, the ombudsman, Mkhata uh, Mbathlele, she said um, she, in- she included a bit of an email that a complainant had uh, sent the office as an example of a typical supplier non-delivery scenario. So, she said, this person said, I ordered a trampoline mat from a supplier online mm. on March 21 and paid 3,250 rand. I've contacted the owner a few times and to date have not received the mat. I asked him to refund me as they cannot supply the mat. Every time I contact him, he blames it on the receptionist, the suppliers, says he or his child was in hospital or his landlines are not working. And those are typical excuses given out. I mean, I deal with so many of these cases over the years. Those are quite colorful excuses. Yes. They all go to the same school with these excuses and it's, there's always a hospital involved or some medical problem. Um, anyway, so, what the law says, Section 54 of the Consumer Protection Act guides suppliers on how to maintain their you know, proper relationships with their customers and, um, you know, not obviously paying your money for something and then not getting it, getting excuses instead of either what you've ordered or a refund is, you know, at the lowest of the low levels of <laughs> bad service yes. you could possibly get. But when I read that um that uh, complaint, they didn't name the company, but I had got a couple of complaints about a Pretoria-based company called SA Trampoline. So I asked the um, Umbud if it was that company that was the subject of the complaint. And bingo, it was. It, it was, was a, a Ms. McCorsey of, of the Western Cape. And the lesson you have for consumers is if you if she had done a Google search, she would have found complaints, lots of them on Hello Peter about this mm. company and other forums dating back to 2015. And she might well have decided actually, um, not going to give my 3,250 rand for Trump, to that company. Yes. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Wendy, if I could just ask just with regards to that, because there is one good part, like what you said about Googling on Hello Peter and so forth to find out before you pay for anything online, just to make sure that it's a reputable company and there are no issues. But on the other hand, do you feel that as South African consumers, we don't do the background checking enough before we just pay out our money? Absolutely. So look, clearly, I don't get to hear from consumers who do that and, and spare themselves. I hear from consumers who've got themselves into trouble and have been done down in some way by suppliers, mm. other individuals or companies. And by the time they get hold of me, they've gone into super sleuth mode often and they've, they've spent so much time and energy 
um, finding out just how bad that company was and just how much they should they they, they were they were wrong in, in choosing them mm. as their service providers, but they don't put that time and energy in, you know, at, when it's really needed to save them before they pay their money, and and book the service or the or the product or whatever. And that's something I keep on saying. That's the time to go all detective on, on a company exactly. before, especially if you're buying online. This particular company does apparently. Uh, I've spoken to the owners. Um, We'll get to that in a bit, but they do actually apparently have an um, actual physical presence. But especially if you're dealing with an online company that you haven't dealt with before and it doesn't have an obvious physical um, address. And it's always good to check these things on Google Maps because often they're just made up. And, and you know, um, you know, then you just you, you don't even know who you're dealing with. It could be anybody. And it's, you know, to blindly pay your money over into their bank accounts is, is seldom a good but, idea. But Wendy, I even, I just heard a really funny story about somebody who ordered from, I believe it was the website, the the, the Wish or something like that. Yes, Wish is a legitimate <laughs> company. Yes, they, but they said apparently that, and I don't know if it was just like a running joke or something about how they'd, re- they'd ordered a big table, they'd ordered like a coffee table and when, when it got to them, they got a miniature, like tiny. A, yes. a tiny, <laughs> you know, and I feel that that's also what happens, especially when you think of social media and Instagram. I assume that many people who are kind of scrolling on their Instagram feeds and so forth and buying even clothes and everything more often than not like I've been a victim of that before where I've ordered a dress and then when I got the dress it was it didn't look like what it what it had um, yeah. <laughs> online firstly That's, and yeah. and secondly it also you know it literally was like half of the dress I don't even know how to explain it it was so <laughs> bizarre and I actually yeah. just laughed at myself because what could I do I didn't do any of the research well, what you could have done, two things. First of all, I must say that if you, if you look online, there's, there's lots of sites that actually have, um, images of what the, it's normally a smart dress, even wedding dresses, what people thought they were in the picture of the dress online and what they actually got. And the two being modeled side by side is hilarious in a, in a horrible yes. sort of a way, but lots of that going on with online sales though. Lee, this is the important thing. An advantage you don't have when you, um, go, you know, buy normally, you go into a shop and buy whatever. If you buy something online, you automatically have a seven day period in which to return that product if you don't like it. It, it doesn't have to be defective. So you get, you do have that because it's obviously the legislators are taking into account the fact that you don't have an opportunity to see this product in the flesh, so to speak, to know that and to try it on and to mm. make sure it's what you want. So in that, in the case of your outfit, um, if you, uh, would happy. You could have actually just uh, sent it back. Yeah, it, the, legally, um, it, it has to be sent back at your cost. But some of the established um, online retailers will actually um, collect it at their expense and refund you. So you do have that protection if the company is legit and doing things the right way. And if you don't get what you paid for and you paid for it with your credit card, unfortunately, most of these skillum online sales people are, are, want you to pay EFT. But if you pay with a credit card, there's a wonderful international connect, uh, uh, consumer protection that the mm. credit cards offer, credit card companies offer in conjunction with the banks. You can apply for chargeback. And basically, sure. your bank gets the money back from the merchants, the dodgy merchants back. I didn't and know that. You, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of the best ways, one of the best reasons to pay with a credit, credit card is chargeback. And all the banks know about it. So there are those protections. Um, but if you... Don't do your checks. You buy something online, you don't get it at all, for example, um, and uh, you paid, you did EFT rather than credit card, then that's, that's, that's school fees, I'm afraid. That, that means you've just got caught. Because, and, and, you know, if you, if you've taken the time to put that 
company's name into a Google search and spent even just five minutes if that company was routinely routinely ripping people off or under-delivering, you would have found that report and then decided um, you know, to look elsewhere All right. for a supplier. In case you've just joined us, we're talking to Wendy Nola, talking a little bit about choosing your service providers very carefully, specifically if you're purchasing things online um, and just in general. And what, what, it, what can you do if you feel that you've been in a situation where you've been duped? And if you have any questions as well, please feel free to call um, to speak to Wendy uh, just to find out a bit more. Let's cross over to Marcelia in Midrand. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yes, Marcelia, what's your comments? Uh, hi, I'm Marcelia van Renen. And in November last year, I paid a deposit to SA Pampoline, a company that's been around. I had to purchase my original trampoline from them. And up until today, I have not received anything from them. Um, the owner will 99% of the time not take any calls from you. They do not respond on emails. There's a massive amount of people now sitting that have paid a certain amount of money over to this company and then it's not delivering any service or any product with a rotating list of excuses that never goes away. It's pretty much like the ones I read, uh, I read out from that one component. So I, I went on to SA Trampoline's website um, mm. earlier today. It was down. I did mm. actually manage to get hold of the owner, Hannes Peterson, who I dealt with on a case some years ago. He, he's, he said he's been in business for 15 years, that he had a physical base in Rosslyn. He's not ducking and diving, his words. He said he's delivered 30,000 to 40,000 trampolines in that time. And then he told me, um, we have a list of 35 orders on our backlog and the backlog has been caused by our problems we've had in the supply of our springs and triangles. I'm sure everybody on that list has heard um, what he's had to say on this. He said somebody went online, called him a scamster and a thief and now that's snowballed and created all this negativity about him on on um, social media. He says, we will deliver on the backlog orders by the end of the week. Um, he has his list. I've sent him a couple more. The Ombuds mm-hmm. office say that they have, I think they had four cases and that he wasn't cooperating with them. I asked them to send me those cases and I've sent them on to him as well and I am going to hold him accountable to his promise. So he must okay. deliver on the refunds or the products um, by the end of next week and let's see how that goes. But okay, I think at lo- aware of the problem. We're, we're aware of the problem. Um, yes, as I say, when I read that um, one report um, about a nameless company with the um, on the Ombuds newsletter yesterday, I thought, hmm, I think I know which company this is. Um, mm-hmm. Hence the warning today, yes. Okay, great. No, because, look, we've been receiving empty promises and you keep on asking for certain details from us and just never delivers. Okay, if you if you could please leave your email address with um, the uh, the producer, um, mm-hmm. I will get in touch with you and make sure that I can add your name to the list um, that can, you know, join the list of uh, okay. those who are going to be no, sorted out. The list. Yes, no, they just are you? Okay. If we could please call in and just get everybody aware of what's going on, it would be appreciated. Okay. Thanks very much for calling okay, in. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye.
Um, Wendy, uh, so now just with regards to how you can protect yourself, you know, um, specifically when I speak about um, buying online, so say for example with Instagram and and Facebook and so forth, sometimes those are those are companies, those ads. yeah, those Facebook ads, ads, yeah, trouble. Facebook ads, um, Instagram ads, you know, and as mentioned, I've been scammed. <laughs> once before Um, so how how do people then make those kind of choices because anybody can now basically sell goods and you can basically sell goods it doesn't matter who you are so is there no way that that can be uh, that that can be um kind of like monitored by some sort of higher power so to speak with regards to people selling on facebook instagram and so forth we'd love that um but i like to deal with the things that i have control over and i have i the thing that i'm able to control is to warn people Mm. um rather than wait we need to protect ourselves we need to get clued up um, so that we can protect ourselves because the reality is that these these rogue companies are going to be out there and they're going to be advertising um, for whatever reason the clamp, clamp down isn't happening they slip through or no, there's not enough oversight so it's, a, it's, it's, it's really the only thing to do is take control and protect yourself so the, the dangers of online are we've discussed some of them they, the company's maybe not for real and they're going to take your money and you won't see it again so do your checks um, do do a Google search, find out if there've been any other complaints. Um, the other thing that catches a lot of people with online is buying from overseas sites. So, like with mm. Wish, you mentioned, for example, a lot of people don't realize if you've ever bought from Amazon, the price you pay includes all the customs and the taxes and everything else. With Wish, they were sending the the, the purchases to the post office, and the post office was adding on, depending mm. on the size of the parcel, either 24 rand or 48 rand per item. So a lot of people were buying little bits of jewelry, costume jewelry or whatever, and then suddenly they owed the, the post office a whole lot of money, which they hadn't budgeted for. In other cases, especially Facebook ads, people go on and they go buy fitness equipment or something like that that they can't get here, and it looks like a good price, and they do the conversion and think, great, order it. And then comes the huge customs duty and and VAT added on because it's coming from overseas. Mm. It's not a gift. And they didn't factor it in. And the courier or the post office holds on to it. Um, and it can run into many hundreds of rand. They hold on to the parcel and won't let it go until you pay the money. So if You've you're buying something from an that. overseas mm. site, someone just emailed me now about just before I came on air about that. He wants to order something from overseas, some cloth or something. And he, he wants to be sure that there's not going to be any extra prices so that you speak to the courier or you, you make your inquiries in writing on email beforehand so that you don't get any surprises when it lands in the, in the country and you suddenly got to pay another like, equal amount than what you paid for the item just to get it, you know, in, in taxes and customs. So the, when it's we just, very much buyer beware when yeah. you're buying online. Exactly, Wendy. We're gonna hold just for a second. Um, take a spot break and then come sure. back with this conversation. Seven o two, seven o two for the curious on ninety two point seven and one o six FM. It is twenty three minutes past two. We are talking about um being sure that you you select your service providers well before you actually give them your money. It is of course um our Nola Knowles Consumer Talk segment. Uh, Wendy, are you still there? Yes, you beyond saying my name, Nola. Nola, I'm Nola. Be- <laughs> <laughs> I Beyonce it. You see, you can take that to the bank because I'm pretty sure that that's worth quite B&B, a lot. B and B, you know. <laughs> take, take it to the bank, girl. <laughs> now, Wendy, uh, you were talking a little bit about uh, just uh, before we went to the spot break. We were talking a little bit about being sure that when you order something um, internationally, that you yeah. on email um, ask the provider if the cost includes the customs and all of that, because some people do. 
end up with bills that are more than what it is that they anticipated when they order online yeah, they, from an international um, store. Often they've sacrificed them as well. They just think, I don't have the money for, for that, you know, the, the customs and, and stars. I didn't budget for that. And it becomes this big thing. I don't know what happens to those items, get sent back or whatever. But, yeah, so be very sure and get it in writing. Um, so that you, you, you know how to proceed. Um, it also happens with gifts. Is the thing around gifts. A lot of people don't know. We have fam- family and friends overseas. They send us something. They put the value of the item. If that value of the gift is, um, more than the rand equivalent of 1400 rand, 1400 rand, it is not considered a gift and you get taxed on that. And that also oh, wow. results in big drama at the post offices. Yeah. So if somebody so, would send you, for example, a really, expensive phone for example they would have to as a gift you would no, have to no, pay no. Quite even it, i mean with our exchange rates it can be a gap t-shirt that can push you over oh. sometimes <laughs> it's really not hard to get to 1400 rand mm. when the rand is so weak mm. um you used to buy something of uh, my math is terrible and i haven't done it on the spot but it's not um a very expensive gift i mean you're Someone sending a wedding gift out here is almost de- sure to be over that that um, limit, and then the poor uh, newlyweds have to fork out hundreds and hundreds if they want that so-called gift because it's just over the limit that the that SARS considers to be um, a gift. Mm. Until about two three years ago, it was actually as little as four hundred rand. Can you imagine? And they sure. put it up to fourteen hundred rand quite recently, but it was that four hundred rand for. Years and years, decades. They only recently revised it, but I mean, I think a lot of people would argue that given our exchange rate, it should 1400 be higher. Rand mm. is still very low. Yeah, you mm. can't get much of a gift mm. um, to a South African for that. Sure, it really seems as though, it, it, I mean, the entire process is really challenging and it's a good thing that you're helping us navigate our way <laughs> through it. Um, also earlier on, um, uh, Wendy, you mentioned about how the, in terms of consumer complaints, um, the office said that it spiked by 47% compared to the first quarter last year. Why do you think that that was? It's interesting, an interesting question. Um, either there's more awareness about the work that the Ombud does, through various channels, they're very proactive about media interviews and that kind of thing and putting out warnings and their, you know, they have their annual report and all that kind of thing. It could be partly awareness. It could also mean, um, that, you know, a lot of, a lot of consumers are becoming more, um, uh, likely to try and get, um, try and get, um, justice when they've been done down. Mm. Um, it could be a number of things. I suspect it's, it's awareness though mm. that, um, that, People think, oh, this is somewhere where I can go because you can't take an individual a complaint about you know your individual consumer injustice to the National Consumer Commission. They won't, they don't operate like that. They cherry pick major issues like the timeshare industry or whatever, or the cougar burning cougars, and they'll get involved there hmm. in an investigation. But if you go to them about a pair of shoes you bought from the boutique in the local mall, and the, they the heel snapped off and the boutique's not refunding you. That's that you go to the consumer ombud for that. Mm. Um, and so I think the, the, the role that they play is now resonating with a lot more people than before. And so I think that's seen a spark. That's partly to blame. I mean, I, I hope it doesn't mean that our um, service providers are 47 <laughs> worse than when, they were this time last year. Now, Wendy, also somebody, a uh, message is coming through. One of them saying, what happens when the international gift was bought on a special price or sale? Will they still have to value, will they still value at the higher normal price? No, it's what you paid for it. Okay. 
it's what you paid for it, my understanding. Uh, so, so it's the rand equivalent of what you paid in euro or dollars or um, pounds or whatever it, the case may be. And wh- what if you've been scammed by a dodgy online supplier via a supposedly reputable site like PriceCheck? Well, the person to whom you pay your money, the, the person, the company that's hosting the site is, is, um, carries some responsibility in my book, but you, a lot, with a lot of these online sites, you will see in their terms and conditions, they distance themselves and they say at own risk and actually the person that you're, um, that you're, it, sorry, ultimately it's who you pay your money to mm. that's responsible. So, be very sure who that is um, and how to contact them if something goes wrong um, in order to get uh, your, get 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 justice and again if you I would say try as far as possible if you're buying online to use your credit card because then you have the protection of chargeback mm. so you can you can you can cut out the merchant altogether the website everything you, you let the banks fight it out for you as long as you have the proof that what you paid for you didn't get. Um, the ch- I've I've put this to the test myself and had great success with chargeback. It is the mm. most wonderful protection. So, really, be, be use the credit card as your as your um, preferred method of buying stuff online. Okay, I, a bit I, nervous if it's EFT and you've never dealt with that online re- retailer yes. before. Yeah. I think Wendy. I mean, it is quite interesting. Like I said at the beginning, to you know, pushing the whole idea about using your credit card because I assume many people are worried about sharing their credit card details with just anyone. But it is interesting that there is some sort of protection versus paying EFT with somebody that you've never really dealt with. We're going to continue this conversation um, straight after the eyewitness news headlines. No, live. Transform. This is 702. This is 702. For the curious. We are still talking to Wendy Nola, talking about choosing your service providers carefully. Uh, Wendy, we have a call on the line. Mohammed from Mayfair. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? Good, thank you. What's your question or comment for Wendy, please? Okay, uh, Wendy, I've taken and uh, upgraded my NTN uh, contract online. Right? The yeah. phones came in delivered to me, not a problem. Three days later, the phone crashed, which I sent in, and they said I should take it to an MTN direct store, which closest to me was Rosebank. I've given that phone in on the 13th of December. They did a warranty assessment on it, and they said to me, okay, I should go back and collect, uh, they'll replace the phone. Uh, The consultant that helped me was a lady by the name of Julia. She called me to say the phone is ready, I should pick it up. When I got there, she says, no, they can't give me the phone. Now, from December 13th till now, I don't have that phone. Nobody at MTN can help me. I don't know who to get hold of at MTN. Uh, I don't know what to do. Do I okay, that's... payment on? Um, I've still been paying the subscriptions. No, what is your subscription, Mohammed? Uh, it's about 429 rand or something. For nothing? Hmm. Yeah. Or are you using another phone. phone to get the service? Uh, yeah, I'm using another one. I've got another phone, but uh, okay. I can't get through but to MTN. There's nobody that can help you at MTN. Unfortunately, they don't ridiculous. have a customer okay. service. So when you went back to fetch the phone, whenever that was, and you spoke to that Julia woman, yeah. she said, we ca- your words were, we can't give you the phone. What What did she mean by that? Okay, she I, doesn't have it, or she, you know, she has it, I but I you gather, can't have it? From what yeah. I gather is because I did it online, you know, the telesales person that I, uh, I upgraded with. And I think uh, because the store is going to lose out because the store is now replacing or something like that, it, it doesn't make sense to me where 
the store because the store is replacing it and not online. The online guys are replacing the phone. The store is are you talking something of, of that effect. You talked to you, you. You said online, and then you said telesales. How did you? Did you go onto the website okay, and I, order it, or did someone phone you? No, they phoned me. I got a call from the telesales lady, and it was oh you word. for an upgrade. And uh, since December 13th, they can't replace my phone. Okay, this is a, a very severe case. Again, Mohammed, if you could leave your your um, email address, please, with um, our producer. I will send you an email and ask you to send me all the details. You can start compiling an email for me in the meantime with your account number and your um, cell phone number and all the rest. And um, okay. that should be fairly easy for me to sort out for you. All right, lovely. I'll be able to okay. do that. <laughs> Good, thanks. thanks. Okay. Um, Wendy, just to talk, just to pick up on um, Mohammed's case with regards to third party, uh, you yes. know, third party individuals when it comes to a reputable company, how does that all work? Okay, I actually did a whole show on this for Cape Talk just yesterday about uh, cell phone contracts being done via telesales, which is something that I, um, having dealt with so many complaints over the years it's something that I wouldn't encourage mainly because when there is a dispute and you try and get your hands on the call recording which forms the which is the equivalent of a signed contract when you um you know if you take it out in the store they no one looks at you sideways when you suggest that you want a copy of the contract for your own records but ask for the call recording and you have to jump through so many hoops if they even I mean some sometimes they say we can't give it to you it's for quality quality control only which is nonsense but be that as it may third party individuals your question um they are contracted um, by the networks to do their marketing, to sell these contracts and whatever. But the networks are 100% accountable for their actions. So you don't have to run around looking for who these third-party companies were. You go to the network, you demand your your, your um, cell phone call, your sorry, your call recording. They won't email it to you, which is the easiest thing in the world. They say they're privacy issues, which I don't buy. Um, they say there's issues, there could be issues with tampering. It would be like them saying, no, we're not giving you a copy of the contract because there could be some tampering involved. It's, it's nonsense. Anyway, they'll tell you to go to a store and, and have a listen, but always, always ask for the call recording. And um, I, I mean, the cases I covered yesterday was a 91-year-old being offered a better rate on data and he thought it was on his existing contract, but they sold him a second contract to a 91-year-old who was getting by on a spend of 80 rand a month. Hmm. And the other one was a woman who'd been with one of the networks for 18 years and she got a call to say, thanks for your loyalty and we wanted to send you a gift. And she said, I'm wise to this, no such thing as a free gift. Yes, yes, it's just a gift. She gets a dongle and then there's a contract, a data contract. And then, you know, both of them, the, the, the hassle to get access to the call recordings, I managed to sort it out for them. But the point is, you shouldn't need someone else to help you get access to your version of the contract that you've got into um, if there's a dispute. So I would very strongly, for those reasons, very strongly recommend that you rather go into a store, take the time. You're going to be committed to this contract for two years, sometimes three. Um, rather go and do it in person, walk away with the contract and so that there's proof of exactly what what you've agreed to and what they're supposed to give you. Most definitely. And we do actually have more messages, some of them coming through, one of them around again, uh, SA Trampoline, uh, which seems to be <laughs> a reoccurring yes. kind of uh, situation. Lots of people have paid money for trampolines and trampoline parts like mats that they ha- that haven't um, had other 
the product or a refund. Mm. As I say, I did speak to the owner, Hannes Peterser, earlier today and got an assurance that he was working through the list and that um, he did have a backlog and that he was going to make good by the end of next week. Um, it's certainly something that I'm going to follow up on and hold him to. So to be continued on that one. So now if you end up in this situation, let's say, for example, you don't get any joy from the actual um, company. How do you, you know, how do you ensure that you either get your money back or that the, the what you paid for you actually receive if you've gone through every single route? Well, uh, tricky one. You, as I say, if you've paid for it by credit card and you're within the time frames, you could you could apply for um, chargeback, as we said, from your from the bank that issued your your credit card. In most cases, these type of um, uh, products ordered online it's usually done by EFT so you have no external protection or no, no means to get your money back that involves your bank anyway so then you left with um, consumer goods and services ombudsman in this case the service provider according to them they had four cases and they said he wasn't cooperating um, so then it's if you're talking about consumer protection you've, you're left with you could go to the small claims court if it's under Gosh, what's I think it's twenty thousand rand mm. is the maximum now. Or you could um, try and take it up with the National Consumer Commission, but they are only dealing with major, major cases now. So it's that's becoming problematic. Or you there's social media and there's uh, journalists such as myself who work in the consumer space. So there there are some avenues. But again, coming back to where we started, the best thing to do is to do your research before you. Give your money yeah. to a, a provider, especially if you, you know you, you're ordering something online, to so save yourself. And it, you know it takes a few minutes, and you save yourself all this drama afterwards. All the dr- exactly you the know, time and the also time, your money, effort, the yeah. airtime, all of that. Yeah, it's Definitely. not it's not fun. All right, we have some calls um, lined up. Anka from Pretoria. Good afternoon. What's your question for Wendy, please? Um, good day, Wendy. Uh, good afternoon. My name is Anka Yordan. I'm also on the list. Of the money that uh, people that Anas owes, he owes me nine thousand one hundred grand. Wow. I moved to uh, the West Coast. We've used Eva Trampoline twice before in previous years when we stayed in Pretoria. Yeah. I even I've even been to the site. There's a the shop in Roslyn. I googled the number when I needed a new trampoline. I couldn't find somebody on on the West Coast. I googled him. I got hold of him. He promised me it's easy to install. You can do it yourself. Same story he gives everybody else. He must pay now for this week's production, for my deadline, for everything. Then I even went and I went to his website to check if the bank details is the same as on his email. And it was. I never suspected that the company, was, which was a good company, then sour. He's obviously not able to run that business successfully. He's been doing it for years. The day before yesterday, in an email to me again, he replied, if you guys will all just stop complaining on social media, I'll be able to tell you. And that's my problem with Hannes because I'm prepared to lose my money as long as he's been shut down. Because for me to get my money, somebody else is going to lose theirs, and they'll be the next one in line on that list. Hannes can't deliver what he promised. And we'll see this TV. He told me two weeks he's selling his house. Everybody else has the same story. He's been doing this for all of us for years now. 
Something has so, gone wrong. As you say, the difficulty is where you've had a successful engagement with a company yeah. in the past, and so the trust is there, and something's gone wrong. The only explanation he could give me was that a supplier was battling to supply parts for mm. the trampolines. He didn't want to use any other parts because they're not good quality, and so yeah. he got himself into the backlog situation. But, you know, those of you on the list might have your own opinions on that, having been strung along for a long time. It's an unfortunate combination of lack of delivery and then lack of, mm. and in many cases, proper communication, mm. and then you've got a complete trust breakdown. And then to blame people for going onto social media is um, not appropriate, um, yes. you know. Because what do you, you know, you've paid your money and got nothing. Um, what are you supposed to do? Think that that's, you know, that's just yeah. fine. It's unlikely to to be the case. So, so yes, um, as I say, lack of lack of delivery and lack of uh, proper mature communication yeah. around that is is always a deadly combination. It's it's just a pity because it it was a good company with a good name that delivered a good product, and that's that's why he gets away with it. He's not an online company. He's got the address on his email. Yes. Um, I spoke to a lady, another another lady that he also has got another thought to add to our list. That lady told me she's been to the site in Roslyn, the site address where they used to be, and the neighbor next door, the shop next door, or somebody told him. Uh, that we could, she's the first person to come looking for him. So he, he's, I think he's beyond running a business of poor delivery. I really think he's a scamster. And it's very upset if I say, if I say it to him. But he's a scamster. He's, he's gone beyond having a business that can't deliver. He's scamming all of us. And I promise you, if you, if you, if somebody said another third person again on another Peter. I mean, that lady that spoke to you just now is in March. I'm from January already. Yeah. When did you pay your money, Anka? Uh, 28 January. 28 January. So it's gone a few months now. Okay. I will definitely be following up on this case. There's a lot of money involved. A lot of people owed money. And all trampolines. I don't know if the trampolines are going to be happening, but but we but I will definitely um, definitely definitely follow it up. Having aided on this forum, uh, uh, we've got Rose from Bryanston. Good afternoon, Rose. What's your question for Wendy? Hi, Wendy. Um, I just wanted to ask you. I got a I got a gift from a family member from Namibia, and yes. basically um, body lotion. It's like four little bottles, and I got it. And the value I think in total was one thousand two hundred rand. So the post office called me when they said they received my package. I went in there, and my family member actually showed them proof of purchase. They put it in the parcel and everything. And then they said that I had to pay a 1,000 Rand extra what? on that. That's and um, I called one of my friends who, who's a lawyer, and they said, no, you actually shouldn't because it's a gift. And then I asked them to reevaluate the parcel. And they came back to me, and then they charged me 2,000 Rand more, and I refused what? to pay it. And on top of that, my parcel was leaking, which means they damaged the goods inside. So at the moment, I actually don't even know what to do. If I should just leave it, do I send it back? I've tried to email and I've tried to escalate to it. So African Post Office, no one has actually gotten back to me after being on the phone for five hours. <laughs> just, I don't actually know what to do. Uh, it's an awful one, Rose, with a gift because someone has sent it to you with, lovingly and you don't want to just abandon it. But... Um, I can't understand what could have gone wrong there, especially as you say, the receipt was inside, so it clearly wasn't over the 1400 um, ceiling for a product to be considered a gift when posted from outside of the country. The only other thing that, that, that I could think of is if you'd received more than two gifts in, the, in that calendar year, they, they would, that's your max. 
So I suppose a birthday and a Christmas gift. The third gift they don't consider a gift, but I don't think that's the case here with you. No, I had received one gift, but that was the second gift. I didn't receive okay. more than that. No, well, that's fine. Again, all, I have I have um, a, a good media contact at the post office who's quite responsive to me. So if you want to send an email, um, yes. chat to the producer off air, and um, yeah. I'll see if I can... Uh, well, I'll have to get your full story from you and uh, send it off in, in the hope that they, that um, common sense and the law prevails. You, I mean, 2,000 rand on a, on a parcel of, you know, 1,200 rands worth of, of, of cosmetics is, is, uh, is not justified unless there's something that we're not quite getting, but it doesn't seem to be the case. All right. Thank you so much, Wendy. Thanks, Rose. We have time to squeeze in one more. Tibucho from Bononi. Good afternoon. And your question for Wendy, please. Hello, ma'am. How are you? Good and you. Hi, how are you? Good. Um, my one relates to, I, I think it's a fraudulent case or something. Uh, I made a deposit around December to a recipient in Natal. But then um, uh, when the recipient called me, uh, she informed me that she hadn't found the amount or she hadn't gotten um, a whole lot of amount. So I'm not sure if I can mention the name of the store. Uh, yes, go ahead. Did you send it via, yeah, via a retail store, yeah, yeah. one of those money transfers? Yeah. Yeah, so the money transfer was uh, done at the pep store. So oh, when I went back to the pep store, um, I informed them of the situation. They told me that uh, the amount was withdrawn at an ATM within the same mall that I actually made a deposit in. So the, the surprising thing between um, in this whole story is that the time it took from the time I made a deposit and the time of withdrawal, it's actually six seconds. So I'm not sure mm, if not possible. I can actually... That's not possible. So I'm not sure... Who should I open a case? Because I actually open a case against that anonymous froster or unknown froster. But in the way it seems, it seems as if it's a, it's a problem with the pep store. Yes. Whether it's internal so, stuff or... So I'm not sure how to go about I think... Case. I know from dealing with, with bank fraud cases, if it's the case that you could not have done something different, so you could not have... It's not a case of you went to an ATM and someone you let someone shoulder surf you, or you gave up your bank yeah. details to have, you know, one of those phishing emails or something like that. You yeah. couldn't have done anything different to prevent yeah. what happened. So definitely hold that retail I, store um, accountable. I, I, have I, you put it to them in writing? Yeah, no, no, there is actually a case open, but it's it's not possible. Even if there's somebody sitting at an ATM, considering the prompts and everything that a person. More than six seconds. It won't take six seconds to make that withdrawal. Uh, and the other thing is, there is a case. So APSA, uh, according to the, because remember now, the, the uh, APSA had to be subpoenaed by, by the investigating officer. So the, the investigating officer said, APSA said that they don't see anything in the, in the footage on that day uh, and within that time. So I'm not sure how to proceed wow. further. They said they, yeah. they, they, they saw no protester. Some ghost confused. came and took your money. Sorry? It's like some ghost came and took your money. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Because obviously they I'm can look at the footage. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if this amount was physically withdrawn or it's just a technical yeah. glitch. Mm. So I'm not sure. So I'm How not much sure money was it if I can ask the No, it's a small amount. So the problem is more of a principle than the amount yes. itself. It's okay. $500. Again, if you if you um, want to uh, leave your details with the producer or, or get my email address from him, um, I'll see what what I can do. As you as you say, I'm very interested in the, the, the how it happened um, because that would affect you know a lot of people mm. use that service. So we need to know 
how it could happen and what, if anything, we could do to prevent it happening again because there needs to be trust in the process. So I'd like to follow that up if you could give me the details, please. Thank you so much, Wendy, for this um, engaging conversation and something that is very important. I'm sure that you enlightened many of us. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Thank you, Lee. Thanks very much. I was about to say Wendy Knowles, but let's (laughs) let's un-Beyonce you. Wendy Knowles. Thank you. Thanks (laughs) so much, Lee. Go well.